Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro, or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Brawley, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org, or simply download the CCCIV app, you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977 all right turn to psalm 95 this morning psalm 95 we're going to do a three-week series this is a topical series our mo is generally to go through the scriptures uh, we pick out a book however the lord is leading us a book in the bible and we'll generally preach through that, and we're going to do that in the book of Daniel. We're going to start in three weeks after this series, so I'm excited to get in the book of Daniel. I think it's so relevant for what we're going through today. It's all about God's people living in Babylon, and how is that going to take place, and then within that are so many scriptures prophetically uh, speaking to end times. So I'm, I'm excited about the book. We're going to cover a number of themes through there as we go through it. So Psalm 95 this morning. <clears throat> We're going to read probably just the first eight verses. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is great, is a great God and a great king above all gods. This is why we praise him. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Lord, we thank you again for your word. And we ask that you would just bless it to our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Having been to Israel numerous times, I've got many fond memories of my trips there. But one of the most memorable things in my life and in all the trips that I've made was a visit to the garden tomb. We lead groups and we usually culminate where uh, is one of the two possibilities where Christ was buried. Both tombs are empty. People from all over the world will come. They'll tour. They'll learn the word there. Why that place is probably the place, according to John's gospel and uh, the scriptural evidence of where he was buried. But we always end with communion. We'll always culminate our teaching there with, with us participating in communion together. And then we'll generally sing a song. And we were there one time, and there was a rather large group from Africa and uh, they started to sing, and the entire garden area was just filled with singing. And, and as you know, when you sing in different lang languages, you know what songs they're singing, right? They, they, they have the same tunes and melodies, but you're just different language. And I recognized this song as they were singing there together as a group. You could just feel the love of God pour out of them. 
I mean, they were singing at the top of their lungs, and there was no question of their gratitude towards the Lord. And I even went over there, and I jumped in there, and here's this white guy in front of a, the midst of a, a bunch of Africans, and I just started singing with them. We started lifting our hands, and it was so inspirational. The love of God was just pouring out of them. Thailand, when I go to Thailand and we do these conferences, they'll, they'll sing in their own language, but we recognize the tunes. And it sounds so beautiful to hear singing in different languages. And I'm reminded that music and singing is a gift from God to every culture. It doesn't matter where you go all over the world, we find people singing. Singing is a Christian thing. We see in Psalm 95, there's an invitation to sing, right? It says, oh come, oh come, oh come, oh come what? Oh come and sing to the Lord. Sing a joyful song to the Lord. That's the invitation because we were created to sing. Part of the reason that you're created is to sing to the Lord. Now we know that all songs aren't to the Lord, and we'll get into that in just a little bit, but we're invited to sing to the Lord. The joy of the Lord is in our hearts. Why don't we express it in song? Why don't we sing of His majesty, His glory, His holiness, what He's done through history, our redemption? God created us that way. The proof is, too, that in the earliest portions of Scripture, we see where the development of cultures took place. In Genesis chapter 4, we begin to see that musical instruments were created. So from the earliest portions in Scripture, Genesis 4 verse 21, his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who would play the lyre and pipe, lyre stream instrument. And so we see already in Scripture in Genesis 4 that the development of musical instruments. Why so early in Scripture? Because we were created to sing. You know, modern research actually backs this up. In my research, I found one article that talked about six healthy reasons to sing. One, it boosts your immune system. Two, it releases stress. Three, it benefits your heart. Four, it increases your energy. Five, it improves your memory. How many of us need that, right? <laughs> Increases your memory and it fosters clear thinking through correct breathing. And you can go on and you can Google the benefits of singing. You find article after article because there's so many coming out now as to the benefits of singing. But particularly in Christian worship, it's always been a part of what we do at Christ Community Church. It's always been a part through history of the Christian church. Beginning in the Old Testament, we see in the temple the Jews singing to God. We saw after the first deliverance when Moses brought the people through the Red Sea, the first song in the Bible that's recorded is when the Israelites broke out in song of God's deliverance. The temple, singers would gather and the people would sing to the Lord. We see the Jews in the synagogues, they would sing. We see Christians all over the world today on a Sunday singing, singing unto the Lord. Why? Because we are created to sing. But many Christians, believe it or not, don't see the importance in singing. Even though the scriptures are riddled with God's people singing, there are so many Christians that don't see the importance in it. I just want to come to church and I want to hear the word of God. So people stroll in late, and they come in late as if singing is a back seat 
to the preaching of God's Word, and it shouldn't be that way. Because what we sing sticks to our minds. What we sing are truths concerning God. We sing of His glory. We sing of His redemption. And those songs that we sing continue to stick with us, continue to drive home doctrine in our hearts. And yes, the preaching of the Word is central to our services. But we sing God's Word too. We sing God's truths too. And so, preaching is important. It's central to what we do, but so is the singing. Now, some of you are probably looking at me and saying, man, you ought to stand next to me, pastor, and try singing. Do you ever notice when I would sing over there, man, I brought misery to people. I was sitting in front of Monica, and she's got a beautiful voice, and she carries a tune and everything else. I can't carry a tune. My wife can, but I can't. But I still sing because there's joy in my heart. I want to sing to the Lord. I want to sing to the Lord. So singing is so important because we remember what we sing. But secondly, it also reorients our hearts to heaven. To the things above, right? Paul said in Colossians 3, set your mind on things above. And people walk into church with so many burdens So many cares in this world, they've had a difficult week. They've had a trying week, some more difficult than others. And we walk in, there's financial problems, there's there's parenting problems, there's job problems, there's health problems. All these things we walk into church with and caring. Can you imagine if I just got up and preached God's word, your minds would be somewhere else. But we begin to sing of the Lord. We begin to sing to Him, and what happens? Those things begin to peel away. Our hearts are reoriented towards heaven. So we don't just stroll in as if, man, singing secondary. It's the, the prelude to what's going to happen. It's the introduction to the preaching of the Word. No, we stroll in on time to sing to the Lord because it is so important in your life and my life. This morning, as we start this three-week ser- series, the idea came to me when I had COVID, and I was really struggling at that time. Any of you know that I had like lung issues, and I ha- I've had hepatitis C for 22 years, all that stuff, and it really uh, took a toll on me, and I was really in a pit. And when my mind began to kind of clear up, I, the first thing I usually do is pick up a book, and I start to read it, a Christian book. I read the Bible. I don't want to waste the time. And there I am at home, and, and I'm all alone, and I started to pick up a book Grissel gave me called Sing. It was written by the Gettys, who um, are responsible for the song in Christ alone. And I started reading that book on singing, and then I started developing a playlist on Spotify. And I started listening to Christian music and Christian singing. Do you realize that when I was going through that, it was medicine to the soul? I can't tell you how much singing meant to me after reading that book and after experiencing the presence of God through singing during my difficult times. And that's why singing is so important to us. We need to remember. We need to remember why we sing. We need to remember why God created us to sing. We need to know these things in our life if we're going to take it serious because it's a serious subject in the Bible. So here's what we're going to do over the next three weeks. We're going to deal with three topical sermons. One is created to sing, which we're talking about today. Uh, Next week, we're going to be dealing with um, 
oh gosh, what is it, created to sing, uh, uh, commanded to sing, and compelled to sing. See, I need memory things here. You know, I, I got stuff going on in my mind. I can't remember what, what clothes I wore yesterday, what I ate for dinner last night, and even what I ate for breakfast this morning. But here's what we're doing. Created to sing, commanded to sing, and compelled to sing, all backed up by Scripture. And this morning we're going to deal with created to sing. And I've got three simple points so that you can remember them, even though I may not. One, we're designed to sing. Two, God desires us to sing. And three, God delights in our singing. How many know that today? When we were singing, God delights in our singing. The enemy may hate it, but God loves it. God loves it. So one, designed to sing. As we speak about created to sing, we were designed to sing, and really on three different levels, physically, mentally, and spiritually. All of us, every part of our being is responsible in our singing. But one, when we look at physical... Look at the way we were created. For instance, Psalm 139, verses 13 to 14 says, For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. While we were in our mother's womb, God was assembling our body parts. How many believe that this morning? This is why we're pro-life here. We believe to snuff out what God is building is wrong and it is a violation and total affront to his first command of being fruitful and multiplying as the couple was commanded to do. So we believe exactly what the scriptures say, that we were fearfully and wonderfully made and God knit us together in our mother's womb. Now when it comes to singing, there's certain body parts we need. Around the 12 weeks in the womb, the baby's vocal cords are being formed and they have been proven to be working well before the baby is born. My wife was probably singing at eight or nine months in the womb. I was probably yelling like I do at you on Sunday mornings when I get going and I yell and scream at you. But, but our vocal cords are actually working before we come out of the womb. Then your, your mouth and nostrils begin to form between the 6th and 8th weeks. Week 13, your outer ears are being formed. By the 24th week, the ears have finished taking shape. The lungs are the last of the vital organs to develop. But by the 23rd week, the baby is starting to cough and hiccup more. After birth, your body continues to grow and develop in those parts. All of them knitted together and it allows you and I to sing. And even at an early age, even at an early age, at the earliest of ages, we see children singing, right? I mean, Grisel was telling me about uh, this, this little girl who sang on um, America's Got Talent. And she was only five years old. Listen to her name, Heavenly Joy Jerkins. What a name, Heavenly Joy, Heavenly Joy. And she's up there at five years old and she's competing against adults. And she's got this amazing voice. She's just singing. And as she was singing, she was tap dancing. And then after her performance, one of the judges said, I think you have Shirley Temple living in you. And she said right away, I have Jesus living in me. <laughs> she's living up to her name. But can you imagine at that early age, five years old, to hit the pitches? To hit the sounds because we were created to sing physically. God wires us to do that. 
Not only that, but mentally. Have you ever thought about your brain and how it's able to uh, communicate with other people? We're able to grasp concepts. We're able to remember things where most of us were able to do complicated things like even our brain directing our body parts on singing. Have you heard some of the worship team up here in the pitches that they hit? I couldn't hit any of those, and many of you couldn't either. And some of you are like me. You can't carry a tune. But the brain is directing all of that because the mind plays a special role in even our singing. And the truth of the matter is, when you learned your ABCs, how did you memorize them? A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Come on. How are you able to remember that so many years later? What, what was that last part I didn't? <laughs> I didn't learn that part. <laughs> but how are you able to remember that so many years later? From the time you were a little boy, and, and they know that children learn best through singing, that you can remember things. Why? Because there's a special place in the brain that has to do with singing. You know when Dr. David Regan was out here? Many of you know he has Lamb and Lion Ministries, and it's a ministry on prophecy. So whenever we have a prophecy conference, we usually invite Dr. David Regan. And his wife had come down with Alzheimer's, and she was deteriorating, and he was her nurse. So when he would come out here, he would make special provision to bring somebody in to stay with her for the weekend so he can be at Christ Community Church preaching on prophecy. He loves Christ Community Church. But he told me two prophecy conferences ago, he told me that his wife had deteriorated to the point where he could no longer care for her and he had to put her in assisted living. But every night, if he wasn't preaching on Prophecy Conference, every night he'd go and he would have dinner with her. And as he's eating dinner with her, she would lean over and say, now tell me who you are again. Married over 60 years. And he said, you know what, Walter? What was interesting to me is she didn't even remember who she was married to for 60 years, but she remembered the song she used to sing in church. Mentally, God created us that way. And it's important. If songs have a unique way of causing us to remember things, if songs have a unique way of penetrating our brain and sitting in our brain, then you have to ask yourself the question, what songs am I listening to? I'll pause. And you can think about it. What songs would you be listening to? And, and, and in other words, if you were to look at um, the song list, because we know many songs are written today to glorify sin, glorify immorality. Gangster rap talks about shooting cops and killing cops, dealing drugs and raping women. I'm surprised this stuff is public on the radio, but it is. And, and what's sad is there's, there's Christians out there that are listening to this garbage, that they're, they're listening to radio stuff that, that glorifies self, that glorifies sin, that glorifies everything in the world, and it doesn't make sense to me. Because Jesus said this, 
The, the greatest commandment is love God, but he said in Mark 12, 30, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. If, if say, a family member was to, to take your cell phone, this isn't my cell phone, but it looks like one, old flip phone, and look at your playlist, would they say, my son loves God. My daughter loves the Lord. Or my brother loves God. You know, if they were to look at the, the, the plate, because we're to love God with all of our mind. It's amazing that he threw that in there and just didn't say, hey, love God with all your heart. He said, with all your mind too. That means what we think has to do with loving God. And if we look at the songs that we're listening to, we have to ask ourselves, is this a display of loving God? And we talk about transformation in the Christian faith. We talk about becoming more Christ-like. And so in Romans 12, 2, which Chris covered when we were going through the book of Romans, says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Transformation, to become Christ-like, to be transformed into the image of Jesus has to do with our mind. You can't possibly say going to church is, is being Christ-like if you're out there and there's no transformation taking place and what I'm putting into my mind has nothing to do with God. See, song, Satan knows that, right? So he knows that, that he can pervert anything. He, he knows that God made marriage to be good, but Satan's perverted that. God made two genders to be good, but Satan has perverted that. God has made sex to be good, but God, Satan has perverted that. And so God, as a gift of music and gives to people to enjoy Him, to sing about Him, to talk about it, the things he's done in our lives is, is like, wow, what a beautiful gift. But it isn't if we don't see it as a gift. And so you have to ask yourself, if I'm, my mind's supposed to be transformed and music has that kind of power over me, what am I listening to? If one of the pastors said, hey, can I get a ride to church this morning? Would you have to change the radio station to... Yeah, I'll pick you up in 10 minutes. You're pulling out the CDs in your car and you're, you're starting to hide them and, and things like that. No, no, we, we should be open. But if, if I jump into your car, you know where your radio station should be on? KGBA 100.1 FM. That's where it should be. New Creations knows this. They're not allowed to listen to any radio other than KGBA 100.1. Why? Because the other stations are rock. The other stations have nothing to do with God, nothing to do with His glory, none of that. And so we want minds transformed in new creations. We want them to leave lovers of God, but we would never be able to teach them to be lovers of God if we were listening to stuff that wasn't there. When you turn it to KGB 100.1, every time I jump into the car, it pops on. Sometimes a teaching pops on. Sometimes there's worship music, but I'm covered. If you're listening online, put your radio stations to KGB 100.1. Bob owes me $100 for that announcement. <laughs> but I'm serious. 
I'm serious. And, and listen, parents, if you haven't grabbed your kid's cell phone and looked at their playlist, shame on you. Don't let your kids hold you hostage. That's your house. You pay the rent. You pay the mortgage. And, and you've got the right to do that. We did that. And we didn't care if it would cause conflict or anything else. That was secondary because we knew their minds were so important. And the music that the kids listen to today is so far away from God. And yet God gives us this beautiful gift of singing. To sing to Him. Thanks for joining us today for Love, Live, Lead, the broadcast ministry of Christ Community Church in Imperial Valley. The church office is open Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at 590 West Orange Avenue in El Centro. Or call 760-337-9400 for information or for prayer. Christ Community Church has three campuses in El Centro, Raleigh, and Calexico, plus a congregation in Spanish. As we navigate the end of the COVID-19 quarantine season and transition to in-person regathering, we encourage you to find up-to-date information about events and each campus's worship service schedule. When you follow us on social media, on our website at www.cccib.org or simply download the cccib app you'll find the direct link to the app at www.cccib.org forward slash get the app or when you text cccib app to 77977